Welcome to the podcast, Neri Rivas, VP and Creative Director at 20th Century Fox. What, what? Recently working with Deadpool. Okay, my wife has an awesome question right out of the gate. Let's do it. My wife has better questions than I do. I'll like literally say to her as I'm going into the room, I'll be like, hey, like, do you have any, any questions for the Deadpool guy? And yeah. she'll be like, did, did he meet Ryan Reynolds? Was one of the questions. And then another one, what was, what was really good is uh, when researching for those projects and those posters, uh, how much do you reference the archives? So let's start with those two. All right. So, yes, I did get to meet Ryan. Yes. Amazing. He is, he he is Deadpool. Cool. He, I mean, I've been a fan of Ryan. I mean, I love The Proposal. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite movies. And he, it, he is just that sweet, hardworking guy. And, you know, he brings a lot of energy. And, yeah, man, he's super awesome, super nice, and That's he, awesome. is, he is Deadpool, dude. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I think he's one of those, like, actors, like, some people you can see, they'd be, like, a little bit different, but Ryan has always struck me as a guy who would be um, just like he is on screen, so that's so cool to hear. Yeah, he's just genuine, sweetheart, um, great to work with, fun. And as far as your second question, so, yeah, that's the intimidating part about this film in particular. Yeah. Um, Marvel people so are many... crazy. My brother-in-law and my wife are both heavy, heavy Marvel. They watch the TV series, so that way there's no gap in the through line, and they understand everything. So yeah. like, when those are the people you're putting out work to... It was very nerve-wracking going into this project because diehard fans. Right. Deadpool was like for the people, by the people. It, it's not Iron Man, you know? This, yeah. is, uh, this was something new, um, and I mean, you Google Deadpool art online and it's just nonstop. It's endless. It's on deviant art. Everybody's sketching Deadpool. Everybody has their own version. There is, um, you know, they're crossing worlds of Spider-Man and, and Deadpool. Right. They don't have it's to worry about everywhere. licensing. They can just get crazy. Yeah. Exactly. So it was very much, there's a lot of research to be done in what not to do. Yeah, and I would imagine that helped like us. What, have, what so much has probably already been done. That must have been so way done. harder. That's exactly, crazy. and and so it, it's it's hard where you don't want to replicate something that someone's already done. Um, but then, with marketing a film, you're marketing to people who go to the movies, and you're marketing to fans. So you have to find yourself in between those where you're reaching both audiences because if you fall short on one, right. you're not you're not doing the job, you know? Right. So at the end of the that, day, you're like, a, you're selling something like it, it's, it's not, it's not an yeah. altruistic venture to like, like, Hey, check out this thing. Fans. Like you have to get asses and seeds for the lack of a better word. Exactly. That's my job, you know, is, yeah. is to open these movies and to get people's attention and seeing all this online and seeing the great art that people had already done. You know, there's a bunch of great artists, a bunch of kids who are diehard fans of this comic character and not to replicate their work or steal anything from them and um, come up with our own original vision for this character that could be, you know, theatrical and yet still resonate to people who know the character. And that really that really helped us um, to see everything that everyone had done and how much love there was for this guy already. Right. And the fans became like a big, you know, voice for us. You know, right. they became the choir who sang out this beautiful... Yeah, no, totally. Um, song for us, to, I you know, to, to inform the rest of the world of who Deadpool was That's or awesome. is. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Very cool. Well, I know that it always gets a little bit kind of tricky when when it's your uh, when it's your job and you want to like speak on behalf of the company and everything. So, it's, so uh, amazing, amazing answer. I love that. Uh, I want to get into the the poster behind you 
and the reason why, uh-huh. we're, why we're here today, my man John Contino, the now famous mm-hmm. from his podcast, trending in the design podcast already. I know you guys worked on uh, Book of Life, which is one of my favorite things ever. Long before I knew of you, I knew of that. I knew about that in, I'm showing how young I am here, but I knew about that in school. Um, I used that on like every mood board at every job. All right on. I'd be like, and if you want to get real crazy, we'll go like this and it'll be awesome. So how did you meet John? Yeah, yeah. And was that the first project you guys worked on or no? It it was the first project and um, I, you know, just like any fan of John Contino, just adored his work. And I remember working at an ad agency and his... um, his art was actually my screensaver on one of my MacBooks. Uh, I'm, I'm going all Stan right here. But, um, you know, I, I was a fan. I was just a fan. Man. I love the illustration. I love, like, the, the handmade stuff. Because, um, you know, you get into this industry and everything is all Photoshop. Everything is clean, vector, right. you know. And, clipping mask. Everything's <laughs> it's so, it's so neat. And uh, even with the work that I, I do, like, you know, everything's Photoshopped and everything's clean and, um, yeah, you guys got some crispy stuff coming out. I'm like, damn, that's some HD, especially on your oh, portfolio dude. website, the the wide ones. Yeah, I'm like, man, it's all eight. It's all eight K, dude. That's insane. We're ahead of the four K TVs here, but <laughs> I was just, I was, I was just a fan. I was just a fan of John's man, and um, I would collect his like his art offline and just print it, like pin it in like my like vision boards, you know, yeah. like at work, and just like I want to do this someday. I would hang I'm it up like, on my wall, like I bought it, and then weirdly enough, I had I, I did an event with him, and he handed me one of the cards. And it was weird because he handed me the card. I wanted, I wanted to be like, dude, I had this like framed on like my desk in college. <laughs> yeah, dude, all swim fan style. Like, yeah, it's weird when you become uh, friends with them. You're like less likely to hang their stuff up just in, in the event that they like come over. Oh, I still have it up. I mean, uh, yeah, I it's, it's behind me, dude. Um, but yeah. uh, I got this project, The Book of Life. Um, Jorge Gutierrez uh, came to the studio. pitched us this beautiful, beautiful movie, and you know, I was like sketching while he was giving us this pitch and I came back to my office and I was just like sitting and sketching and I'm like looking around and I'm like, you know, it would be rad for this if I could even ever get a hold of him, right. if he would ever answer an email would be John Contino. So I went to his site, dude, just checked it out, hit contact, typed up this like email and I'm like, Hey, I'd be interested in working with you. Uh, you know, because the whole film was kind of like handmade. It's all wooden puppets, it's marionette style. So there was already like a handmade feel to this movie, right? And I just wanted to accentuate that, you know, for sure. Especially with with John's art, yeah. And I think like an hour later, he replied and was just like, "Love it! I always wanted to do a movie poster. Let's do this." I had like I said, I already had sketches done in right. my sketchbook, some ideas. I told him, you know, uh, here's a synopsis. Take it, uh, see what you come up with, and let's just like share sketches and see where we go from here, man. And yeah, um, yeah the the rest is history, man. He just was just as passionate as I was about this movie. He had amazing logos. I don't think I ever made it. He probably has them up on his site or will. I think they were up on there. Yeah. Uh, he had amazing logos that never made it, but dude, just the guy was. Because you guys did so many different park. explorations, and, and I'll make sure that I, I link some of these up. Uh, I kind of have been. Uh, I'm proud of myself. I've, I, I've been sticking with it. I've been kind of doing an ad scene on the podcast, sort of bit. Right on. I always wanted to do that, and I've been kind of just. Do, it's weird. Like, just like laying on no, the couch, like, here we context, go, let's man. just do it. So uh, that will be, for this episode, uh, I'll put the posters up. But there's so many variations when you do, like, research for stuff like that. Like, how do you uh, – and you're working with an artist who is so talented, who's capable mm-hmm. of so much. Do you Thank kind you. Of and then like, John also was also involved. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was my that, that was my joke. Sorry, I don't know if it I came, love it. But... No, no, no. That was good. Uh, it's 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 making the cut. Um, but yeah, but like, what is it like to work with somebody that uh, is capable of so much, and then you are are as well? Um, how do you kind of work in those situations where you know somebody is capable of doing a whole lot with it, but you also want to make sure that it kind of ties in with your side of of, of the deal? Um, what is that process like to work with somebody like like that? that That's a sense? great question. Um, yeah. So. You know, when I collaborate with someone, uh, I specifically go to them for their aesthetic. I'm not trying to bring my aesthetic or my, you know, my. I'm not trying to piss on their tree here. I'm I'm right. I'm going to you to hire you to get the best out of you, right? Out of your work. Here are my ideas. Here's a simple pencil sketch, a simple crappy, you know, napkin sketch, but in in the end, this is gonna be your your art, right? And I'm just I'm just I'm just an assistant on this, you know? Right. So I let I let the ego drop. I don't I don't. I love that. Make it about about me. It's not about me. It's about me recognizing that you could potentially create something greater than I can, and that kind of teamwork. Right. That humility. You know, that, yeah, for sure. That's crazy. That that just allows itself to become something greater than you could possibly have imagined. You know. I showed him a bunch of sketches I had. He showed me some of his stuff. Um, and yeah, man, it was just collaboration throughout the whole process. You know, I, I you know, the one, the, the one poster behind me, it's that Manolo. Right. And it's a, it's a skeleton of Manolo. And he had drawn this stuff in a different coloring and a different style. And not like, it's, it was, it's in the same style, but he had little things here and there. And I mean, he was open to my notes and he was very collaborative as well. And I think we ultimately ended up with something that we were both very happy and very proud of. That's awesome, man. I love yeah. that. Can you tell me a little bit about like, your journey to you know, how you got to where you are now, uh, what it was like when you first entered the field, and when you kind of faced that, that adversity early on in your career as a you know, graphic designer, artist, illustrator, fill in the blank. Um, how did you overcome that? And, and did you have a moment that was a real like, shift in mindset? Yeah, so I started very young uh, illustrating. Um, my family is very artistic. Um, I have a couple of cousins who work in video game design. Um, and so my upbringing was, was, you know, we would draw all the time. I have an uncle who's a graphic designer who's kind of, uh, took me under his wing at a very young age. Just when he would babysit us, um, he would have us just draw. He was the coolest babysitter ever. Well, yeah, he had like this (laughs) office that like super old school, man, old old school, just old, old school, uh, graphic designer, um, you know, using spray glue, right? A spray mount, cutting out like things by hand, airbrushing, yeah. um, black mat board, and and, and <laughs> exactly. And he was actually a uh, he did some uh, work for like uh, c- cinema, uh, Mexican cinema posters. He did some work, and I would just watch him, man. Just watch him like do everything, and you know, um, he had like. The good paper. He had the the, the Prismacolor uh, color pencils. You know, he had yeah. uh, these awesome sheets of. Um, it had like text on it, right? And what you would do is you would grab a pencil. It'd be like some like plastic like film, right. and then you would rub like the letters that you wanted to put together. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend, and, my like, friend Josh actually like, got me one of those. Yeah, I have one. It was I have crazy. One Helvetica. That's great. I still don't know what yeah, to do with yeah. it. He gave it to me. I was like, this is incredible. This is such a thoughtful gift. I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, so he would let <laughs> us play with, like, 
all these amazing tools. And this was way before computers or Photoshop came into play. Um, and so I just grew up illustrating, um, you know, uh, going back to Deadpool, um, I, I grew up drawing X-Men comics, you know, like my nice. favorite was like Wolverine, Colossus, um, and, and of course Deadpool came into play where, where, um, you know, that, that just came full circle into my life, which is really weird because, uh, I used to actually steal those comic books and then, <laughs> and then like, <laughs> now they're paying you. And, yeah. Now You're going to dock your pay, man. Yeah, seriously. Sorry, Marvel. I owe you like 10 bucks, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, man, it, 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 uh, it all started from there. You know, my uncle was a big, big influence in my graphic design career and my journey. Um, even as I started, you know, wrapping up high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I kind of had the idea that I wanted to be a dentist. Right. That was just something that was like playing around in my head. Which was, was it like really, Rudolph the really random or something like that that like made that happen? Like, <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to be a dentist. Was there I a think... show with a dentist? You were just I, like, I you were like, like I don't know why, dentist. but like, I don't know why, but teeth. You know what I'm saying? People yeah. People are like, no, dude, I, I wanted don't. to be a dentist. It was weird. <laughs> so that didn't go anywhere because I didn't really have, like, a background in science or had, like, a fascination for science. But for some reason, I wanted to be a dentist. Uh, that didn't happen. Um, ended up going to community college, like, after after high school. Same. Um, I took a guitar class. Same. I wasn't taking anything, <laughs> like, helpful or in graphic design. And then finally, um, like I said, my, my, my cousins, one's younger, they're both younger. Uh, he was like, I'm going to go uh, be an animator because Pixar was huge at the time. You know, right. it's like Toy Story and all that stuff came out. Yeah, definitely. And we were, we, we were fascinated by, by Pixar and the fact that these movies were animated. My cousin's like, I'm going to be an animator. He's like, you know, he had the dream of being an animator for Pixar and I, I followed suit, man. I, my, you know, my uncle was like, "Dude, your, your cousin's going here." My cousin Rob, uh, Rob, what's up? I love you. And he's like, "You should go." And I'm like, "Cool." And that opened up the door, really. I went into animation at first, um, and then I changed my major, dude. And I went into graphic design, because right. uh, I was loving the animation major, but it just wasn't speaking to me. And I'm like, I could do graphic design. I could do graphic design. I was like, I love fonts. I love type. I love design. Yeah. So once I switched my major, I mean, it was it was on, dude. I I fell in love with graphic design. I fell in love with like um, typesetting and just how you can incorporate your own illustrations, photography, like into this world and not be limited. You know. Yeah. So that's that's the start of that, um, and that's how I got into this. Did you like um, it because it was faster? Because that, for me, that? was always what I liked. To, I, what I liked about branding and identity and graphic design was that, and, I, and also too about photography. I uh, I like the the speed at which you can do things. So it's like with yeah. like animation, it like it takes forever to do. It takes forever to upload. And for me, like I got you know, I got to keep myself yeah. preoccupied. So when I looked exactly. at my friends who are film majors and they're like, oh, bro, I'll be in the lab for three hours waiting for this thing. Like I would never never that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And and I always wanted to keep. You know, you do one one version, then you do the second version, then you do an alt, and then you move type around, and then it just it's just endless. You know, like there's so many things you can do. Um, the love of, of fonts. You know, I had a class where you create your own typography, and that to me was like, I wanted to do that so bad. Like that was game changing. Which for the book of life, we did do a custom font 
with John, which right. no one has ever, you know, uh, here really pushed for something like this. You know, we really, really pushed for that film to be in its own category, you know, both yeah. in, in design and uh, aesthetics, you know. You know, that, that came into play back, you know, in, into my major in, in school. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, um, as out of school, dude, I worked in the fashion industry, which, you know, whoever works in that the fashion industry, awesome. But I, I could not, I could not handle it, man. It was a lot of like taking and not giving, you know? Yeah. Um, and I was, you know, fresh out of, fresh out of college. So I wanted to hustle now. I wanted to hustle. I wanted to do stuff and I got to work with some great brands um but in the end it, it wasn't what I wanted and I didn't like the the culture of it right yeah that's um, huge. and that's kind of like that's so big because like if you don't like the yeah if you don't believe in like where the ship is going you're not going to enjoy riding the ship you know what I mean? exactly that could be said about so, like any company so yeah yeah and it, it was my first gig and um wasn't making any you know any cash um and it's not about the cash. It was just, I was literally like starving, dude. And, yeah. and um, I know it all too well. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I, I just had to keep networking and, you know, right after that. So I, I let go of that job. And then after that, I got, um, I was very fortunate. I, I had some connections at a print agency who now I work with as well uh, called um, Midnight Oil. And they they were just like starting up over twelve years ago. They were starting up something like that, and they brought me in to do this to pitch this campaign for Nike with Kobe Bryant, LeBron, Damn. and I can't remember who else. But they wanted more of like like that vector street style look. And I had a few things in my portfolio that I had done for um, Jesse James and the West Side Choppers when I was when I was working. Um, in, in, the, in the agency before. Right, that's awesome. So that was my portfolio. They they loved it. They're like, that's what we're looking for. That's what we need, like, some grit like that. And and so next thing I knew, I sold this campaign for Nike with Kobe. You know, I'm 26 years old. I did this, you know. I, I, I finally got, like, the taste of where I could go with this career, you know. I'm like, right. wow, like, this is amazing. Like, you're not in Kansas anymore, a tight moment. Exactly, where I'm right. like, okay, I got, I got it, and I can do this. Like, I believe in myself, and so then after that, I just started pushing. Ended up working at an ad agency, um, small ad agency, but that led to me working for uh, writing commercials for Jack in the Box. So I became, I started writing commercials for Jack in the Box, which amazing. I had never written commercials. I didn't go to school as a writer or anything. I was just a graphic designer, you know, right. just an art director, but. That to me was amazing that I was actually writing jokes for Jack in the Box and right. then seeing them come to life and then seeing the commercials on TV and then telling my mom, Mom, did you see this commercial? You know, she'd be proud to like show her friends like right. Jack in the Box commercials. Yeah, that's, a, that's legit for sure. Yeah, dude. And for those who don't know, Jack in the Box is, is Jack in the Box nationwide? Not, no, we don't have it on the East Coast. All right. We have McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, occasionally yeah, like Arby's, Arby's, occasionally yeah. Chick-fil-A. So for those of you who don't know on the podcast, uh, yeah. here My in SoCal, East Coast there's... holding it down with no Jack in the Box. <laughs> yeah. It's good, though. I've had uh, it for it. It's good. Yeah, it's, so Jack in the Box is pretty much like uh, the, the head of the restaurant Jack in the Box, and he has like a big round head, and his commercials are pretty funny and <laughs> you know, irreverent. And, yeah, I was writing that stuff at like, 
in my late 20s, man. And, yeah. And, um, Wait, how old, though? How old when you say late 20s? Because I'm 27 now. I'm feeling weird about that. I start to feel old. I know it sounds weird. I, w- I was about your age then. Yeah. Okay, good. I was about your age, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm close. I've worked with some, like, yeah. you know, some, glo- some global brands. I haven't, yeah. I, I haven't seen... I'm curious about, like, testing the waters of working in advertising because, like, okay. my ego kind of wants that, like, you know, like, dun-dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun-dun, and then it's, like, my thing, like, right after that, presented by, and then it's, like, my commercial. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you got the job uh, where you are now, what did you start uh-huh. as, and then um, how did you get to the position where you're in now, and what, what is that like to kind of make the, the climb, so to speak? The first yeah, time so like you, sir, or a creative director, like that—that's that, gotta feel dope. Yeah, undeniably, that's gotta man. be like, like you get back I in the train, in, you're just like, oh shit. Yeah, I came in. I'm a real boy now. Like, yeah, <laughs> no strings. <laughs> Look at me, I'm a real boy. Um, I came into Fox like seven years ago. You know, um, nice. there's a little Disney reference there, Pinocchio. Um, nice. <laughs> I came into Fox seven years ago um, with all the work that I had just talked about right now under my portfolio. Um, and I came in just as a simple art director, man, a simple art director. Um, there were some talks about, you know, kind of, um, building this place a little bit more as an in-house agency, right? you know, cause we, we deal with a lot of vendors and, and, uh, we wanted to, you know, the vision that they had at the time was to bring it in-house and then shoot it out, you know? Right. Right. That's pretty common. So we have more, so we have more of like what would you call it like become more of a hub here and then we can really like branch the ideas out right um and that's how we've been working and yeah man i just started as an art director i mean um i was working on small i say small but you know um like ice age you know right ice age continental drift was one of the first things that i really really like handled you know (laughs) yeah um and which I was proud of, man. I mean, that's that that was actually, I think, like Ray Romano. Come on, man, that alone. Ray Romano, John Leguizamo. Did I grew up watching House of Bug and exactly? I just I just, I just dated myself there, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when those movies uh, we would work on those movies. Everyone here talks like scrap, you know. Everyone's like, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be so fun. It's weird. Um, do you ever like try and work so, on certain movies? <laughs> do, you, do you fight for certain movies or no? Like, like so, when you work on that, like, like Deadpool, like a lot of people want to work on Deadpool. I'm sure that's yeah, like a hot, so, hot thing. How no, do you do that? Most senior guy. How does that go down? I want the yeah, dirt. So, I want the dirt. Yeah, man. So here's the inside scoop, homie. Um, <laughs> keep, keep this on the low, No, I'm joking. Um, so with Deadpool, that was, I think, you know, a movie that with the success of Iron Man, the success of the Avengers, that was a film that we didn't really know how or if we could make it appealing to the masses, you know? Right. And it was one of those things where... Especially it's, like, not family-friendly, right? Exactly. Like, how are we going to, you know... This isn't Iron Man. He is... It's the rated R Iron Man, you know? Yeah. And um, I kind of just took that by the horns and started coming up with, like, a concept. Because I had read the script, and I loved it. And I thought it was, like, just a breath of fresh air for, like, superhero movie. Right. So I read the script started getting some ideas and again you know i was a fan of dave raposa shout out to dave and his amazing amazing um artistic abilities he's amazing um and so i reached out to him and i just asked him to help me like illustrate 
Deadpool and his style in these sketches that I had already done. And, and to me, I thought, okay, if he's breaking the fourth wall, this would be hilarious if he was reading like his own script. Right. And so that's how the idea kind of like manifested. Yeah. And so I went and presented like these ideas at the, uh, at the time I was, I was just an art director um, to my EVP, to my creative director. And he just loved it. You know, he's like laying down on this billboard for like this bus shelter thing. He was like, you know, for this poster, he, it's like him reading the script. There's no action hero pose. There's no, you know, the superhero landing. It was all like, right. He was in our world. So that, that's how that whole like campaign kind of started. And it was just, you know, create the idea, man, just create the idea and, and sell it. If it doesn't sell, then let it go. You know, right. It's not, all you can do is try. And if it doesn't go, then just let it go. It sounds like frozen. Jeez, let I'm having go, a lot of Disney. Let it go. <laughs> Try to get that Disney but, race on. <laughs> but cool. yeah, man, it, it, that's how it all started. Was just just these simple ideas of, of of how do we break the fourth wall with this character, right? And from there on, you know, Dave was amazing. Sent some sketches over. A very simple campaign. And um, so this is this is for the first one. This is for the first one. Yeah. So where where was it at? Like with the uh, I I know that there are people Marvel fans freaking out all over. When did they establish that like? The look, like when by the time you were working with it, did he have like what was his outfit looking like at that time? Because was the yeah. the movie production was already completed, or no? Uh, no, it wasn't. Um, they hadn't even started when I had started these. I, oh we, wow! We only wow, had a wow, script. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, we only had a script. That's what I thought you were saying. I was like, wait, that's fucking crazy. That's insane. Yeah, production hadn't started on the film. Wow. We, um. Dude, but that, they use that everywhere. That's crazy. You, like, invented that on a fucking notepad somewhere. <laughs> this is the greatest podcast of all time. That's so cool. Oh, thank you, man. So, yeah, there was no, there was, <laughs> there was no production Sorry, yet. Um, <laughs> all we had was a script. We had some sketches. And once we sold those ideas of him being part of our world, that just led to, like, us having fun with the rest of the campaign. Wow. We hope to Toronto... And um, I go into immediate, you know, um, fanboy mode, you know, because yeah. I walk in, we're in Toronto. What did I say Toronto? Vancouver. Um, everything was shooting in Vancouver. We, we, we fly up to Vancouver. Um, I turn into a 10-year-old Neri who's stealing Deadpool comics. <laughs> and <laughs> Still owes the company and, $10. Yeah. Still owes you 10 bucks. And... Uh, I walk in to the set, and they're doing, uh, they're testing light, lighting on how the suit looks like in the dark, and how light uh. bounces off of it. And it was a prototype suit, dude. We walk in, and I just go back to being like 10 years old. Ryan's standing there, and he's in full suit, swords, the Desert Eagles on right. his thighs. He's in red. The lighting is amazing. He's doing some lines and I'm just standing there like in awe and like enamored with the fact that like Deadpool is alive and it's going to be amazing. That's crazy. And then of course, like. I can tell you get like the, chills talking about that. That's, that's so cool. Yeah, dude. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going back to how like amazing that was for me because Hell at yeah. that, that time. That sounds so like, fucking cool. That sounds like I you was, should just retire after that. Yeah, I was just. Retire. I'm done. I'm done, dude. I've hit my <laughs> peak, and now it's all downhill. Dude. That picturesque scene. 
Yeah, cool. and um, it, it, it was probably one of the most incredible moments. Not even like I didn't do anything. I just I just walked onto to set, you know. But I had yeah. never been on a movie set, you know. I had yeah. never seen a superhero. I had never met Ryan. Yeah. So this was I was like yeah, it's like if you a, it's a like back in the day if you walked on the set with like and like Christopher Reeves was standing there as like Superman you'd be like what yeah. this is crazy yeah yeah even sorry I mean, to use a uh, non Disney character <laughs> no it's all good let's talk about Disney uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I met him at J Crew once what? after like yeah after Iron Man and um, he was a super super sweetheart yeah but even then I didn't even know him as I didn't picture him as Iron Man I pictured him as um, Robert Downey Jr. from, you know... Sherlock Holmes? Uh, no, no it was... Um, <laughs> Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Did you see that one? May, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm cultured and uncultured so, all at the same time. I've seen, like, weird, abstract... Like, I've seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kids and the Kid and then, like, no other Westerns. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, like these weird... The good, the bad, the ugly, yeah. Oh, yeah, like that, too. I'll see, like, three, and then I'll be like, I'll think I'll check that box, but really, I'm not as cultured as I like to think I am. That's all good, dude. You can only watch so many movies. Yeah. But yeah, that was uh, an amazing moment in just as a fanboy, as not knowing what we were getting into, really. Like, yeah. this was uncharted waters. There had never been, there was no, like, guide or playbook for this. It was just, you know, the success of all the Avengers and Iron Man and all these guys. Like, those were, like, the big hats. Yeah, and big here we are still. with, yeah, you know, we had a little movie that could. And, and it um, also, I remember, like, when it, when it came out, because uh, my brother-in-law is completely obsessed with Deadpool. Uh, he, um, that was the one movie that was, like, the real, like, uh, like, they were on fire, but they ran a real risk of that movie, like, being a dud. And I remember, like, when it came out, everyone's like, what's it going to be? Like, there's a lot of, like, fanfare yeah. around it. And it came out, and I remember I actually saw it in theaters. And I don't know, it's funny, I never, funny you say that about the third wall thing. I, uh, for somebody who loves Deadpool as much as I do, I'm surprisingly not that into comic books because my, uh, my wife and brother-in-law are always like forcing them onto me. So it's kind of <laughs> so, like, you have to watch this movie. It's like, I'll watch it on my own time. Thank you very much. Yeah. But I remember like, I love that idea of like, Oh, it's different. Like, like it's different. And he curses. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's go see it. And it was amazing. Yeah. It's it, Deadpool is to this day, one of my favorite movies ever. So. Yeah. Know. And you know, like we were on the, you know, we had a lot of things going for us where they, that, that trailer leaked quote yeah. unquote the trailer you know where it's all like that freeway sequence and yes, um, I remember and that was big for us you know like and that was kind of like what the suit looked like right there were some alterations but yeah like I said I walked on to set it was like a light like they were doing uh, lighting tests it was uh, the prototype suit um, it must have looked so cool it was amazing dude it was I'm all about that like, texture shit. I know it sounds like really weird, but like designers know what I'm talking about. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, when you get there's up a close, difference. You can feel it. Like, and I, lo I love like looking at color to... palettes, let, let alone like textures with color palettes and stuff. I've always like yeah, wanted was, to be what... in that kind of. You know, I would love to be the guy who like picks the material for the the Nike. Just all day, I'm just pensively all feeling, the mesh and like I'm the just pensively it. feeling some piece of mesh in my office, going, hmm, not yet, again, again, do it again. That's my dream. Yeah. Job. Being that guy. And, <laughs> and so that was one thing that we actually wanted to bring out and not hide is, like, that texture of his suit, you know? Um, we, we wanted to bring out the imperfections and, like, when you look close at it, I don't know if who's ever gotten close to a Deadpool suit, but the one that we use in the film, it's, like, there's, like, this weird, it doesn't look like camouflage, but there's, like, this weird, like, leopard cheetah 
yeah, sort I've of seen that pattern happening on it where I'm like, what is this? But it's beautiful. It's a beautiful suit. And the prototype, man, it, it's, um, I'm looking away right now because I'm trying to like get all the memories back in my head about <laughs> no, what we were doing. That's so but cool. yeah, I mean, this was like, you know, a, a big project because again, all how, the, all the big, all the fans. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. How many people worked on that? As so, far as like, like that, like under, so like, like who were, if you were a creative director, like VP creative director, how many people were you overseeing at this time? And what is it at now when you work on this? Yeah. So I was not a creative director at that time. I was an art director. Um, but I was leading this, this campaign and I had, I hired a freelance copywriter, uh, my brother, uh, Omar. I say brother, but he's my best friend right. who's an amazing, amazing, talented writer who helped us actually write, um, some copy for who I used to write Jack in the Box commercials with actually. That's amazing. He came in and uh, yeah, man, we just have this great chemistry of like art director, art and copy, man. Like we just, you know, um, have this bond of. You're of, like a we, mad man we, where they sit in the, like, the, on the couches. There's like the, it's like yeah, and, you, and the other guy. Right, right, right. <laughs> and so I can like sketch something and he'll write to it or he'll like, he can visualize something in his head and then I can pull it from there and, and build it. And so yeah, man, we wrote a bunch of great stuff and uh, I brought him in. You know, I had, uh, I think, just one agency just helping me, like, cut out the photography, the, the photography that Michael Muller shot for the for the film, for, 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 uh, for the campaign. And, yeah, man, that was pretty much it. It was a small, it was a small team. It was, you know, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't big at all. You know, it was ideas that I had, and I worked on it for about, like, a year and a half. Wow. Um, because the movie had... You ever get sick of it? You ever be like... No, I had other projects in the, in the meantime. But oh, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. I knew there was something there was something special happening that could <laughs> um, either really be amazing or people were just gonna be like, "This is crap," you know. Just like the emoji billboard, um, we took a big risk on that, and that that was like something that we had to fight for because we were gonna use it as a hashtag, and we just felt like no one was good, right. no one was using emojis as a hashtag. Yeah, yeah. At the time, it's one of those um, advertising ideas. <laughs> exactly right it's one of those oh, things it's like, this would be great for consumer engagement it's like no no one will do that <laughs> yeah so we kind of like pulled it off um but it I, I was like this is too this is too funny man this is like too good and um yeah man my creative director was just like dude look what if we put this on a billboard you know like let's build it i'm like all right so i just started you know at first um in the script uh i read that wade gets a text message from ajax and it's a shit emoji Right. And then there's that whole, like, banter of, like, oh, it's a shit emoji. I thought it was chocolate yogurt, you right, know? Right, right. <laughs> he's like, I never really understood it. So I thought that was pretty funny. And so in the original billboard that I had laid out, there was a text bubble. Right. But, you know, of course, um, we can't use anything that looks like an iPhone or, you know, all the licensing and stuff. Right, right, right. Even with the shit emoji, I had to draw my own piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, you know, I could. You asked somebody for feedback. What's it look like? That's like a piece of shit. Like, oh, yeah, that, then that's good. It's working. So, yeah, I had to draw my own piece of shit and make it look like a piece of shit and my, my own skull. And, and um, yeah, we had to get through, through, through legal with that. But, um, yeah, man, we, were, we put it out. We put one out because we were afraid of, like, this going like keep it over people's head. Yeah, and, and what was amazing about it is it went out, we posted it, and people started calling it skull poople. So then we replied with you know, Deadpool laying on top of uh, the logo and it read Skull Poople. And then I think Ryan tweeted it out or put it up on his Instagram or something. It was That's like so Skull cool. Poople Skull Poople in 29 days. So this whole campaign just became something, you know, like that 
man like organically like manifested into right, like the energy kind of came us. around it yeah yeah talking to fans and fans talking to us and like there was this great communication and i don't think anything had been done like this with the marketing you know there was yeah. never like you know a studio being so involved with with the fans and and, and giving back that that's awesome. I really it, the dynamic was amazing and so it was fun it, it was a lot of fun and you know i don't, I don't think they'll there'll ever be anything like this again you know i think yeah it definitely was like a like a pioneer like just kind of paved the way uh but thank you so much for doing this uh yeah man uh where can people find you online me you and john contino need to get together for a drink also your social handles yeah i mean you can check out i I always post up some work on my portfolio site it's ordinary.com just a little play off amazing (laughs) thanks how do you you know, be clever with my name since, you know, all I got was a kid was like Harry Nary or Scary yeah. Nary. So like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just right there. So I, uh, I yeah, kind of don't blame the kids. It. It's so right there. It was funny. Oh yeah. It's low hanging fruit. Thanks yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah. Thanks kids. Cool. And thanks for I'm... giving me this weird complex. No. Uh, and then of course, you know, on Instagram, you guys can find me at El Skeleto. I post, um, that's E L S K E L E T O. You guys can, you know, what is that yeah, thing, by the way? What is that? I, and I saw you have a tattoo of that now. I'm seeing that on your arm. I'm very observant. I could have been a cop. On your yeah, arm. dude, it's, it's my brand, homie. I love that. Nah, yeah, That's it's just something I came up with. Um, a little quick story was uh, at, a, at a company Halloween party once. Um, we There's this cool like short called um, The Ghosts, and I think it's directed by like, Eddie O'Keefe. It's a crazy little short, and it's about these greasers who come back from the dead at a small town, and craziness ensues and it's like kind of like a weird love story check it out it's like 13 minutes long it's it's really cool um gotcha and and so i fell in love with like these guys like in like these motorcycle jackets is and it just said the ghosts on the back kind of like the t-birds in greece you know? right, it said right, the right. Ghosts. Yeah. I, I, i'm with you and so then i told my buddy i was like wouldn't it be cool if we just like came to this halloween party as like we all mob like as a gang like an old <laughs> biker gang but like zombies and so I designed the logo for us, the zombies, and I spray painted it. I went to like a thrift shop, got like a cheap like jacket, right? Spray painted it, you know, stenciled it, spray painted it on the back of this old leather jacket. And as Halloween got closer, and I was like, you know, at first there was like 50 people that were like, yeah, we're gonna come to this party, we're gonna be mob. Like, I was like, this would be awesome, dude. Like, we're gonna mob into this party, and we're gonna all have like leather jackets. We're gonna look like zombies, but we're like like a biker crew. I love that. <laughs> or like old greasers. And as like Halloween approached and got closer, more people were like, "No, I'm gonna come as like we're, my husband and I are being Lucy and Ricky. We're gonna or, be Mario you know? Kart as a group." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like they started like dipping out on me, and then in turn it ended up being like my bu- my buddy and me, and we dressed up and had like these jackets. And I'm like, dude, I designed a logo. I have like my face looks like I'm a zombie. I designed a logo. Like we're greasers. Like this is fucking rad. Um, yeah, and so I really, really just loved the logo and the way it came, like, it was on my leather, on the, the way it just stayed it on the like jacket, It was like a representation of, like, your independence. Like, yeah, I don't, and I don't so, need them. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, two-man crew. We, we don't need anybody else. So as a nickname, like, when I was a kid, my mom used to call me uh, Esqueleto because I'm just, like, I had, like, you know, little chicken legs, knobby knees, right, right, skinny right. arms, you know, and just, like, this. She's like, you look like a walking skeleton. And so that stuck with me, like, Nobody called me it, but it just stuck with me. Right. As, like, this whole, like, social media thing came up and, like, um, started out. Uh, I was like, yeah, well, well, I'm just going to go by that. Like, you know, Nary, you know, I always had right. um, kids call me, you know, some, like, weird name. 
So you kind of stepped so, into it and it became your identity. That's yeah. Cool. John had that similar identity. story. That's really cool to hear. Because it's kind of like yeah, along so, that same line. That yeah, is, with the nose nose, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He mentioned so you. I, did you hear it? Did you get, did you get to it yet? Yeah, dude. I, I actually did hear his podcast. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, he said my name on iTunes. That's fucking rad. Yeah. Right. This has been so, so much fun, dude. Uh, let's definitely get together next time I'm uh, in your area. All right. Bye, Peace. Some sweet